0: Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists.
1: Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm the palaverer, Peter Melnick.
0: And I'm ever-ready Eddie Wilson.
1: And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about all of our topics at hand...
0: Including our new first names. (laughs) adjectives before our first names, even. Exactly. Before we get into all that good stuff and palaver and... Then some polygamy. Well, not that polygamy. Oh, Poly oh, cotton blend, yes. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about anymore. It's breathable it's been, clothing, it's been go a ahead.
1: A long day, chafed nipples and everything. Oh, but before we get to the usual rigmarole, that was the word I was it's looking for. Jeez, funny. I say it how many times and I somehow managed to forget it? All of them. Good for me. Anyway, before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode, and what? not introduce any special guests because I really almost said that just now. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh Let's. Tell people at home how you can get a hold of us on them their social medias. Go. Go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at... The Marvelists. You can find us individually on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. But there's only one place on the whole worldwide interwebs that you can find Eddie Wilson. And that is...
0: On Instagram at Eddie9193 if you don't like Facebook on the regular Eddie Wilson I hate, Facebook page. I hate
1: Facebook. Facebook stinks on ice. If I have my reasons.
0: Uh, last couple of posts recent that I did found more facebook likes than instagram for some reason that's just me Mm. as you were as you or weren't as
1: you wish every time he said as you wish he meant i love you not as you wish eddie not in this case (laughs) anyway you can also find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms tune in radio stitcher radio Podbean, soundcloud spotify you name it we're there you can also find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, and share, and let people know you like this show. Tell them you love the show. Tell them you love Eddie. Give Eddie a big old hug when you see him at a convention. Say, Eddie Wilson. As you wish. <laughs> Good callback. You can find us, like I said, on a wide variety of streaming platforms. Go to, go for all of those. We like Spotify. We're Spotify people. I think Spotify is a solid platform because you can listen to the latest or, you know, latest, maybe greatest hit CD by LL Cool J, and then five seconds later you can be like, you know what, I want to listen to Peter and Eddie talk about... Uh... Stuff. Yeah. I like Spotify too, just for the record. It's pretty great. They do have many records, yes.
0: hmm
1: Hey. Oh, we got a snap. This that's, that's a foreshadowing for a future episode. It, get yeah. it?
0: <laughs> uh, you will. <sighs>
1: Anyway, you can also support the show on patreon.com slash...
0: The Marvelous, if you wish.
1: For $3, you can get early access to episodes, undying love, and gratitude. For $5 a month, you get access to everything in the previous tier, as well as our Fantastic Voyage, where we cover all 102 issues, plus annuals, plus crossovers, plus whatever our little hearts desire. And for $8 and up, you can host the show. But no matter what amount you give us you get our undying love and gratitude. I think that's worth the price of admission alone. Okay. And when you go to a convention, if Eddie Wilson is there, Eddie will give you a firm handshake and then pull you in, give you a big old bear hug, and then give you a kiss on the cheek. So keep your distance. <laughs> You've been warned. Or if you would not like that, you can pay double. <laughs> so who knows? But anyway. Keep,
0: keep a can of Raid here nearby. <laughs> Be sure to support
1: the show at belowthecollar.com slash... The marvelous. And if you've made it this far, God willing, you are, in fact, dad joke immune. And you can show the world by buying your dad joke immune t-shirt for yourself of The marvelous. It's not your shirt. It's our shirt. But your shirt then when you buy it, because that's... Our sharing that's technique. Cap- it's capitalism. You get to buy things, goods and services. As you wish. Exactly. Oh, you love me too? Thank you. Anyway, you can... <laughs> Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie.
0: Disdain more than a look. (laughs) Oh, more than a feeling, even. Boston. Yes. Music reference number one. Check. Didn't we do one before already? A different Uh, episode, perhaps? Maybe, I don't
1: know. But anyway, Eddie, since the last episode that we did, like one of these kind of episodes, we got a poster. We got a trailer. Yes, we are talking about the Eternals. Oh, wait, I mean
0: Eternals. Marvel Studios, comma. Eternals. Marvel Studios, comma, presents Eternals. No presents. No presents. Is it your birthday? Yes. Is it my birthday? Every, what did you do?
1: Every day is my Hammer. birthday. If you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. If you feel happy and you know it, clap your hands. Not that many. Jeez. Well, I'm really happy, Eddie. I, I see I'm that. jazzed. Anyway. Uh, since then, like I said, that trailer dropped, and I'll be honest. Uh, not really that impressed, but I was enjoying the usage of Skeeter Davis's The End of the World, and I got straight up Fallout vibes. Made me want to boot up my copy of Fallout 4 here, End of the World, as I go around a post-apocalyptic wasteland, as I shoot gigantic things that scare the ever-loving bejesus out of me. Eddie, it's a spooky game. There's like spider things oh. there, and they look real. And you're like, <gasps> <gasps> that's about it. Well, real is yeah, yeah. You don't want to see those. Spikes. Imagine if you had put a VR headset on you f- yourself. Ew. <laughs> then
0: so it becomes four be, D. So be permit, it Sure does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Four Dookie. D- dump even, jeez.
1: <laughs> but I love the music cue with that. I love the little subtle thing they did in there, where they made it into an orchestral version. Like halfway through the trailer, you hear the version of it with a full orchestra amazing stuff
0: yeah I have to go back for another listen because I am familiar with the song in its original you know content I should have probably recognized the orchestral component but just the one song throughout the trailer which was you know your typical trailer length and coming at it from well I don't know a more earthy sense uh, overall of the footage that you saw not too much um, well a degree of powers demonstrated but more of a what kind of tale is this are they, like you said, it was po- looking post-apostolic, not a- apocalyptic? No, I'm talking about the game Fallout was post-apocalyptic. Sorry. going to the trailer, I can't do anything gaming-wise with you there. That's fine, Eddie. It's okay to like things. But he digresses. I
1: digest, too, even when I have a nice, delicious meal. But in regard... You you're
0: keeping mine from me, then, in other words. Okay.
1: But in regards to the trailer, you know... One of uh, previous guest of the program, Eric Siska of We Hate Movies, tweeted like right after the trailer dropped, and it's something that I'm kind of in agreement with him about. He goes, Wow, a new movie about flying people. We used to say you'll believe a man can fly, now we can say you'll eh, not really believe 350 people can fly, but you'll see it anyway, you hog. No, nope. and without the capes. <laughs> My thing is... I'm fine with the superhero movies, but the sense of wonderment and disbelief has kind of disappeared after a while. I like the idea of toning it down a little bit in terms of the overall grandeur of what a superhero is in terms of things like flying, in terms of special powers. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm really ecstatic for what's to come with the street level heroes. Because it's something completely different, but it's not,
0: you know? This, I don't know if, since you kind of framed it in that way, I'm thinking might be somewhere in between. It's not street level. It's not fleshy, superheroy. you know, oh, obviously this person's got some kind of power and this is a superhuman of some, of some sort, but we do see somewhat different costume or appearances, uh, manner of dress, apparel, clothing that they're wearing, so something's up with these characters or beings, perhaps we're going to have to call them, that are of a... Uh, you know, leading into the realm of sci-fi for sure, yeah. I believe. Or we will find out. But otherwise, your first reaction to the trail might be, who are these people?
1: Yeah, it is it is essentially that, but I don't know. It's I'm very torn about this. Because as I've said repeatedly in episodes, I kind of don't care about the Eternals. Or Eternals. I just... I like King Kirby but there are other things by King Kirby that I enjoy and this is one of those where I'm just like eh although a lot of diehard Kirby fans have been bitching and kvetching about this trailer going on saying oh finally Jack Kirby's gig acknowledged but they're not acknowledging his work because they're not going to try and straight up adapt that version of it you can have that version but the problem is that's something for its time and place. That's something from the 1970s. Does something like that from the 70s work in this modern day and age with those kind of over the top colorful costumes to the point of almost looking hokey-ish?
0: You know, no, the colors could be subdued. like the first thing that comes to mind that I just thought of was uh, Batrock the leaper. you know, comic book version versus Captain America. Winter Soldier. And the colors are there. If you if you look, you see, oh wait, there you go. That's the colors he used to wear, although they were more pronounced, louder in the comic book, which is fine for that media.
1: Yeah. And the element in regards to this though, where, you know, it does make me look borderline like a hypocrite. He's talking about, you know, the not like so loud and vibrant Hey, Peter, don't you usually make fun of Zack Snyder for having a desaturated color palette in his movies? I sure do. The thing is this. These movies don't suck. So, and I'm going to take that fanboy cap off for a second. How did that end up on my head? Uh Uh-huh. But Well, you weren't looking, and the headphones were (laughs) elsewhere. I'm shocked, you know. But the thing is, in regards to this, that I'm fine with is that element of it's... A much more grounded kind of take in the grand scheme of things. Because this is, it's adapting the 2006, 2007 Neil Gaiman, John Romita Jr. run. This is what it is. And anyone who's thinking, oh, we're going to get a straight up adaptation of the, uh, the Jack Kirby one, no.
0: No, you might go into it with that kind of expectation or wishful thinking or, or all flat out hope. But and if you do, you know, you're going to be disappointed. You will get, of course, the. The opening or ending line, of course, characters created by yeah, that's Jack it. Kirby. And so give that credit right there because you wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for the king.
1: Right. But I don't think that it's going to be that version, that kind of style. Right. Because the Neil Gaiman one is much more palatable for the movie, movie-going public. Yep. It's much more modern. It's much more this. The other one, on the other hand, is dated. It is very dated for what it's trying to be. And you can go with as many different versions and variations of these characters as humanly possible. That's fine. But to go with the original pure version ain't going to
0: happen. Only in name. Let's go with that. How about, you know, because the first thing I thought of when I believe I saw the first female character in this, I said, oh, is that Cersei? No, but was, that's. Uh, yeah, well, I think it was. That's the first character that I remember of a name. And if you give me some other names, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's it. Right. Oh, that's Bob. right. Okay. No. No, they're a little more uh, Bob elaborate Gun. than that. Had to think about that. Bob Gunn, if it was together, I'd go, oh, yeah, it's a unique name. Bob Gunn. Okay, good.
1: I wish you watched the Jack Nicholson Batman movie. <laughs> Bob Gunn. Anyway. Yeah, okay, that's. There we go.
0: Wow. All right.
1: But in regards to overall the impressions of the trailer. It's the end. Oh, sorry. I was giving an impression of the trailer. but
0: That's Or winding up not. the 45 record and just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Put the little yellow thingy on there. You know what I'm talking the about. The 45, yeah. the insert yeah. in the middle of the 45 so you could play it on a spindle of a 33. What kind did you like to use?
1: What kind? Yeah, because they were like, you know, the little weird-looking ones. That, like, I always associated with the color yellow. There's that. Then there's yes. just like a flat-out circular one, just like a flat circle.
0: Yes, yeah, we have that here in the radio studio, the I, the flat out uh, metal. I like the other one. I like the, you know the little plastic dealy thing, which is bre- which is breakable. And in some cases, when yeah. you're trying to insert that into the center of a forty five, breaks, and you're oh, I can't use this now because one yeah. of the one of the arms of it, three or four arms, are broken. So bye bye. I guess just people are more used to it because of the nostalgia of it. You know the uh, complacency, but I, yeah. I get where you're coming from with the metal dealy. Yeah. yeah, well, for mass marketing purposes, yeah. you would be able to buy those plastic by, you know, the dozen or or so. But the metal part, part, I don't know, you could actually buy individually. It would come with the turntable. Now, in this movie, we don't have to buy things
1: individually. Oh, we good. have an entire roster of characters. And this one is going to be one of those where it's the most number of characters... Since Guardians, where we have to introduce so many characters to this overall mythos. Together. That's going to be kind of cool to see where they can go with this. Because with the Guardians, you had Rocket, you had Groot, you had Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, and his famously huge turds. That's five characters. Five characters in one movie. Whereas in this one, we have... Two and a half times or something. Cersei, character one, character two, character three, character four, because I barely read Eternals when I read the Jack Kirby one, yep. so I'm going to give it another read again eventually. But you Revisit know. that for sure. And I did enjoy what I read, but you know, didn't really stick much of an impression, did it? Because the only reason I remember the name Circe is because somebody in this room keeps saying that character's name.
0: Just twice. That's, yeah, Twice is nice. Once, twice, three times. The a nice Cersei. price. Remember that for discount records at your favorite disco mat or whatever. The nice price. Uh,
1: I, I'm sorry. The place I prefer to go to for my records is ration, Rationally
0: Sensible Eddie. To the RSE store. Very good. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, in regards to other things that are coming out from Marvel Studios, we got coming up Marvel's What If. And it was just announced recently that we're going to be getting, apparently, Marvel Studios produced Spider-Man-related content in it. So supposedly, according to this article, which probably got it from another website, which probably got it from another website, who got it from their dad who works at Nintendo. And they
0: told two friends, and so on. Who heard it from a friend who... Heard it from a
1: friend, who... Lego is reportedly planning a new series of mystery minifigures based on Marvel Studios' Disney Plus TV shows, and it was thanks to those we learned about Spider-Man's possible inclusion in What If. Bizarrely, the premise of that episode appears to be What If Steve Rogers Became Spider-Man? This could mean that the Super Soldier Serum and however the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Peter Parker gains his powers, which has never been explored on screen, will Mm -hmm. be linked in some way. Whatever the case may be, Spidey's involvement has seemingly been confirmed in the latest issue of Disney's D23 magazine, which I did not know was a thing. Mm -hmm. But, shared by the direct, it said that Spider-Man Far From Home is among the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies the upcoming animated series will be pulling from. Which, by the way, we have not discussed this on this program. Disney has, I guess, brokered a deal with Sony Pictures where we're going to be seeing some of the Spider-Man, Sony Cinematic Universe pictures. On Disney Plus, so we'll be seeing Spider Man Homecoming, Spider Man Far From Home, Venom, 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 Venom. We're also going to be getting that's the poster. Well, yeah, but we're we also, mentioned
0: that we're getting, we're getting, and yeah. there, there's
1: so much coming, and it's but with the Disney streaming platform, we're going to be getting more Spider Man related stuff, so we might even be seeing. The Sam Raimi trilogy, the Amazing Spider-Man movies, maybe some empty web cartridges. I'm excited for the fact that this is going to be the one-stop shop if you want to see all things Spider-Man. Because we, by the way, we still have not gotten one Spider-Man series on Disney Plus, and that is 67. Wall up and web snappers. Surprisingly, it's not on there. Well, there are other ones that they. Yes, uh, thank you, Ronald Reagan, because he. he <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> well, well,
0: well, 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 well. well.
1: He, they, they are trying to bring as much as they can within reason I do think they could bring the 2009 I think Spider-Man Sp- Spectacular Spider-Man series over you know why not they could do that that's by the way one of the most heavily praised Spider-Man series so give it a shot I guess it stars Drake Bell
0: Spider-Man and his amazing friends was not as heavily praised as Spectacular Spider-Man circa what 1990? 89 maybe? 80- I remember the comic book at least it was a one shot early 80s early 80s but that was a TV thing too yes exactly and it's on Disney Plus yes
1: it is okay as well as the Mighty Ducks the Mighty Ducks Game Changer Mighty Ducks 2 Mighty Ducks 3 I don't know if you know this but the Mighty Ducks are on uh, Disney Plus they are they sure are Donald loves company quack quack that's right quack Huey Dewey and Louie you know I tried to get that chance started at a wrestling show and no one joined in made me really sad yeah, I would guess. But I also th- tried starting a chant where it goes, Words with clapping. Didn't kick off.
0: Look <laughs> you stayed, be able to stay in the arena. Be sure to go to any sporting event and chant that. Not. But anyway, mm.
1: there's a lot of stuff coming to the Disney Plus platform with that Sony deal. But going back over to that Marvel what if. What if Steve Rogers became Spider-Man?
0: Anyway, for the marvelous time frame, let's see. Where do you put that? I don't know, but you the, put Steve Rogers as a student. Do you put him in, you know, the time of the war again? Uh, I think that would be the case, and I think they would do one thing.
1: What if what if Steve Rogers became Spider-Man? There is Spider-Man Noir.
0: Okay, but that's a isn't that
1: an earlier than
0: that time frame? Noir can still be the 1940s can still at, be the 40s. Yeah, look okay. at film noir. No, I'm just trying to think. I, I thought it might have been even the 20s or something. You can change up the costume. You
1: can do whatever you want, but it can be Spider-Man noir and give him that, you know, web whipping ability.
0: But is telling a story, at least in the comics, in black and white like noir is, what makes noir what it is? You can't... You wouldn't deviate from the black and white format? I, mean, I don't know.
1: You can still have, you know, color in noir. Okay. Like, there's a lot of modern-day noir movies that are in color. So... Like, look at Drive. Drive is a noir
0: movie. Oh, so
1: I did not know that. I digress. It's okay. But in regards to that, it's very interesting to see what they're going for with the Steve Rogers Spider-Man component because now this means for future series, we could be able to explore a lot more. And I have a weird feeling. If the rumor and innuendo is true about Spider-Man 3 No Way Home, the worst kept secret of it being essentially a live-action Spider-Verse, are they going to then do... This is what it feels like to me. We head into the Spider-Verse, which then inspired Spider-Man 3, which now in turn will inspire Marvel What If. So we have an animated movie inspiring a television show to inspire an animated series. Because if that is the case, I could see them doing a Marvel What If episode. What if... Tom Holland's Spider-Man met the other animated Spider-Mans throughout time. So you could have Christopher Daniel Barnes show up. You could have Neil Patrick Harris show up. You could have Drake Bell show up. You could have oh so many different iterations of the character. Even the one who is the first ever animated Spider-Man from 67. Because Mm. he is still alive and kicking. Get him while you can, guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: There are a lot of people that they could utilize for that. But I just find the idea funny, inspiring an uh, animated movie, inspired a movie, to inspire an animated TV show.
0: And who would go for this as well as make an appearance? He would love to talk to them, would be the first TV Spider-Man, I believe. Not the Electric Company. I'm talking about animated. I know, I know. but we're bringing in all these different Spider-Character guys. So, Nicholas Hammond, then, great uh, great guy, great interview at the 2019 Super Mega Fest. Nicholas Hammond? Yeah. As well as our full episode with him. Uh, yep.
1: So I prefer to go... Call back. Other, I prefer to go with the other one over the uh, Super Mega Turbo Gigantor Fest. <laughs> <laughs> but there are... It's it's kind of funny because I'm still... As we're going through the ability of trying to figure out who we can get as the years go by with this program, I'm still gung-ho on collecting more Spider-Mans, Spider-Mans for this show. So... Fingers crossed, True Believers, we can get more. More, more, more. Yes, because... How do you like it? How do you like it?
0: Andrea True Connection, that's how... That's, good. that's some good starting music. Sure enough.
1: Twelve mm-hmm. large, brother. But I think that's going to wrap this episode up for today. But before we wrap this one up, we're going to go over to Eddie, who did an interview.
0: It happens. Garden State Comic Fest. And that is right... About... Now... Okay. Welcome, everyone, to this special mini-edition episode of The Marvelous. It's Eddie Wilson. Uh, Peter Melnick is on assignment, maybe? On vacation? Probably not. On the toilet. Well, okay. want to talk about one of the events that's coming up as we get back to what may resemble some kind of normalcy and get back to the things that a lot of us love and miss so much and that is our going to conventions a chance to socially interact and so with that in mind with the upcoming garden state comic fest that happens june 4th 5th and 6th we want to talk to dave o'hare dave welcome hey eddie how are you pretty good and you too i think you've been busy let's see since the last i saw you it was january 25th 2020 right before everything went wackadoo and for a one-day show, which I'm not sure if that was the first time.
2: Oh yeah, uh, that was Garden State Comic Fest Winter Edition, it was mm-hmm. the first time Winter Edition it was being held. Very fun time. We we had a great turnout, and it was raining really hard. I yeah. remember there was a leak in the ceiling, but everything else about it was really great. That was really the last show I think in the area before COVID shut everybody down.
0: Yeah. Fast forward now to this past, I believe January, and you did one, the first one back. Talk a little bit about that one first.
2: Well, yeah, uh, this past January, we held Winter Edition again. We figured we were the last one out. Let's be the first one back. We studied and we talked to experts. We saw what needed to be done to be able to do something like this. And we figured out that we could do it if we did it in retail space. So we went down to the Rockaway Mall, rented out an old Models and uh, put it together. We spaced it out over three days instead of one day so we could, you know, let in a certain amount of people at a time. And we ended up with 1,200 people showing up over three days. We did contact tracing, and we had zero cases of COVID, and we were very happy with that.
0: That's that's excellent. Now, coming up, June 4th, 5th, and 6th, I think this is a new location for this three-day event. Yes. Uh,
2: June 4th, 5th, and 6th, normally we are in Menin Arena. It's a Morristown event. That's our flagship show every year. But Menin Arena being a county facility, they still are not open, or they weren't when they canceled everything late last year or 2021. So we partnered up with Simon Malls again, the people that own the Rockaway Mall, and we are going into the Jersey Garden Mall in Elizabeth, New Jersey, right behind Newark Airport. We're taking over an old Century 21 department store. It's 35,000 square feet. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Again, three days so we can space out and have a lot of fun.
0: It looks like from what I'm seeing, Dave, on the postings, the guest list is increasing, and that's great to see artists, writers, and the like. And I guess what's really going to be different will be the masking and the spacing. Otherwise, I think all the components are going to be there. And if folks don't know, talk about everything that they're in for.
2: Well, it was actually pretty easy for us to adapt to a COVID-type show as one of our main features always in the past was we wanted 10-foot aisles. We wanted 11-foot aisles. We wanted people spaced out because even though it makes it look a little less crowded, it gives the fan a chance at intimacy to actually be able to go through books, to be able to meet a creator and spend some time without people breathing down their neck we were doing that way before covid the guest lists have been increasing people uh, you know as they get their vaccine started coming out more ticket sales are 20 percent over what they normally are at this time going into a show and we're very happy
0: you want to do a breakdown in terms of artists that are scheduled to appear if you know off the top of your head and or ticket prices
2: well ticket pricing starts at fifteen dollars that would be a friday admission and go all the way up to $75, which is a VIP three-day admission. But on average, you know, a single-day ticket is anywhere from 15 to 25 depending on the day that you're there. The artists that are coming, we have Steve Levine from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming down from Maine to join us. We have a lot of local area guys, Chris Batista, uh, Howard Mackey's coming in from Ghost Rider, Billy Tucci's coming in, Jim Telfiore, Tom Rainey. We have Julia Ghostfire-Lichty coming in, who is one of the hottest independent artists around. And this will be her first time doing our show, and we're very excited about that. We also have Keith Williams, a handful of independent artists that are amazing. The Kubert School comes back. And our vendors, we have top-notch comic vendors coming in from Metropolis to Harley E to DGF Comics, Kyle's Comics, Comic Collision, you name it. And we work with John Paul from uh, the New Jersey Comic Book Shows. This is his only uh, event that he does outside of his own event. Uh, Special guests, we have Noah Hathaway from The NeverEnding Story, Vic Mcnagna from Dragon Ball, Susan Baclini from Jaws, and of course we're putting together a nice Warriors reunion as well.
0: I think I saw that involves several of their uh, characters too. That was a movie that was kind of near and dear, so to speak, to a lot of people, including myself.
2: Oh, yes. It's a huge movie. One of my favorites to watch. Every time I watch it, I I notice something new and I see something new from the area. It's going to be very neat to get those guys out there and be able to talk to them a little bit, let them meet up with their fans. Everybody's itching to get out after uh, this time off. We also have Lauren Lester coming in and Tony Daniels. Tony Daniels is the voice of Tony the Tiger, as well as Gambit from the X-Men. That's a
0: huge difference.
2: Lauren Lester, of course, was robin and nightwing on uh batman the animated series
0: it sounds really really great and we're looking forward to it again it's june 4th 5th and 6th what hours would that be for each day the hours each day
2: friday we are going to be 2 p.m to 7 p.m saturday it is 11 a.m to 6 p.m and sunday it is 12 to 6 p.m
0: and then you get to have a little break i think right (laughs) a little bit not too long though
2: We're going to be doing an auction very shortly for a huge comic collection. So that's coming up. And then uh, Great Adventure later in the season.
0: I recently saw a posting to that effect. Is that something that Garden State Comic Fest has done about that location in particular?
2: We have run Great Adventure, Garden State Comic Fest, Great Adventure Edition. We partner with the park. We've done it for the past three years. Last year, we were not able to do it. And we are looking forward to getting back to that as well. We've run a Comic-Con inside the park. It's a free admission. Uh, it comes with your park admission, and uh, it's a fun day, a fun weekend out for the uh, vendors and the guests. Because uh, when they're done doing the comic stuff, they get to go on all the rides.
0: What's the date in place for that one at Great Adventure?
2: I cannot uh, let that out right just yet because we're still waiting for a couple contracts to be uh, dotted and uh, signed.
0: Has there been over the three years that you did have it there a uh, specific month that it usually happens though?
2: Normally, it happens on Memorial Day weekend. The park was not sure if they were going to be completely open this year by Memorial. Obviously, it takes some time to put one of these together. So let's just say it may be another holiday weekend coming up.
0: Yeah, we'll leave it at that. There's there's two more <laughs> courts that immediately come to mind, Ben, we'll see which one pans out. So, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's going to be a three-day one as well, yes? That is normally a two-day. Very good. Looking forward to that um, as well. Because with
2: Great Adventure, it's an outdoor event. So they like to have that third day just in case uh, rain.
0: Then you would just move it one day.
2: Move it one day for the rain day, correct.
0: For more information and all that kind of fun stuff, where should folks go? You can come visit us on Facebook
2: at Garden State Comic Fest. Uh, We're on Instagram at GS Comic Fest and, of course, our website at gscomicfest.com. We're very uh, excited and we have a wonderful team working with us to put these events together.
0: Garden State Comic Fest, Elizabeth, New Jersey, the mills at Jersey Gardens Mall on the second level. I saw the map. I have a picture of it. June 4th, 5th, and 6th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Really looking forward to it, Dave. Thanks for spending some time and talking about it.
2: Oh, yes, of course. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks, Eddie. I hope I did okay. All right.
0: Thanks again. Eddie, thank you for that interview. You're welcome. I like that. It's what I do. I was talking to the interview. Now I'm talking to you, Eddie. Okay. hard to tell the difference. You did good. Mm. For The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior!